Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello! And uh, welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison, and this right here, right now, is Dave Cripp. Ahoy, hoy! Oh, we are was, high on energy right I now. I was trying to match your hello. Yeah, nice. Which was the most uh, enthused I've, I've heard you ever say, I think. Uh, well, I, I was sort of overcompensating because I'm very warm right now, so ah. I'm all like all sleepy, and I tried to push through it by being all, hey, 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 Dave. Um, yes, this week's episode of uh, Friends that we've done um, is a whole eight minutes longer than normal. Yeah, WT fuck. What was going on with that? It turns out it didn't run with. Uh the usual ad break, so it's like a 40-minute um, episode when it went on TV. How mysterious. So that must have been two ad breaks, I would have thought. Um, I mean, it didn't. It doesn't really feel like much of a longer episode, if I'm honest. No, but I'll tell you what I did notice, is that it was over 15 minutes, I think, which is normally edging towards the end of an episode before we saw the piano bar. Yes. And I thought, I did remember thinking, there's been a lot of the other plot lines here and nothing about Mike's piano bar yet. And we know there's at least like three scenes in that. Yeah, true. So I did, I did think, I did notice that as, as, as we were going. Shall we mention what episode it is? Oh, I guess so. I could do that if you want, Pete, uh, in the form of a request. Go for it. Do it. Hit me. Um, and the request is, Peter, as follows. Hi, Dave and Pete. Can't wait till someone has to request the one with the sharks because there are no requests left. Is that still on the list, isn't it? Yeah. That is still on the list. Ah! Uh, maybe it's not anymore. I thought no, we- it's not anymore. It has now been requested. So this, By this three date- people, actually. This dates that requester. Yeah. So, no, believe it or not, there are episodes that we will be waiting longer for than the one with the sharks. When is the one with the sharks coming up? Uh, quite early on in Series 10 of Friends with Friends. Exciting. I'm excited. Three people. Yeah. Three people like shark porn. Yeah. Um, um, in the meantime, the request continues. I'd like to request the one where Monica sings. Wait, what's the name? Kerry. Kerry. The one where Monica sings. Continue. 
There's a fair amount of problematic stuff in it. Ross desperately trying to get women to date him just to make Rachel jealous. The outrage of a man going to a beauty parlour. But there are also some really great moments. Joey's incredible eyebrows. Mike's awkward realisation that Monica's top is see-through. Her desperate competitiveness, meaning she doesn't care if it means people like her singing. And Joey, once again, being a great friend. Uh, all the usual replies. Love the pod. You guys are awesome. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Kerry. How's Joey going? Oh, right. Yep, yeah, fine. Right uh, at the end, end I think, when, yeah, when Rachel it. wants to move in with him, you know. Got it. I was like, it just gets his eyebrows done. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, that's fair. Um, would you like a synopsis? Yeah, go for it. The one where Monica sings. Season 9, episode 13, 175263. Uh, nah, not having that. Not for me either, no. Cool. Uh, Phoebe urges Monica to sing at Mike's piano bar. The audience loves her, but only because the spotlight... This is the way they've written it. The spotlight reveals her breasts <laughs> as she is not wearing a bra. And that makes it sound like it was written in some sort of romantic novel. Yeah. <laughs> the spotlight revealed her breasts. The spotlight moves across to slowly reveal her breasts as she's not wearing a bra and her see-through blouse. Someone's put a lot of detail into that sentence, you know? Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, an angry, paranoid Ross is thinking Rachel is moving on without the courtesy of telling him and tries to find a date eventually bringing home someone who just broke up with her ex-boyfriend and Rachel wanting to talk with Ross realizes their arrangement their ar- ar- arrangement <laughs> like on pirate their ar- arrangement their arrangement is not working moves back in with Joey taking Emma with her oh and this synopsis has left out an entire plot line Joey is getting some new headshots and wants to get his eyebrows done yeah. also what's this bloody synopsis not mentioned once Pete uh, what's not mentioned once? The greatest character in all of Friends. The greatest character in all of Friends. Our favourite character here on the podcast. Oh, Gavin! Gavin! Yeah, sorry, sorry. Slow to uh, pick up Gavin. Um, God, it's been a long time since we talked about Gavin, to the point where there's probably people listening that don't even know we ever talked about Gavin. He was big in COVID, wasn't he? He was a big Corona character, wasn't he, Gavin? Yeah. To catch you up, if you haven't joined us since then, we used to do these quizzes every week in lockdown, and uh, the first round would be like uh, one question about each season, and question nine about season nine was always about Gavin, to the yeah. point where we were getting, we were running real low on Gavin based. I remember how career. tall is Gavin? How tall is question. Gavin? <laughs> yeah. Five foot eleven, I think, from memory. Uh, that sort of thing sticks with you. Good height. Uh, and this episode actually threw up a couple of the questions, like uh, what was Gavin's former job, which was a rodeo clown. What is a rodeo? I actually wrote this in my notes. What is a what rodeo is a, clown? Yeah, this is the sort of thing that we just do not have. Hang in, on, I'm googling in in this country. You know, rodeo clown. Yeah, it seems to be like someone who entertains people at a rodeo. I don't really know what a rodeo is, frankly. It's like people watch like bulls and stuff in it. Bulls and that, yeah. No, it's very much not not a British uh, phenomenon, the rodeo, is it? No. And also, I can't imagine Gavin being one. Rodeo clowns are performers who work in bull riding competitions. There you go. What specifically niche job, hey? And they seem to have sort of classic clown makeup. Can you imagine Gavin doing that? Although I've Googled it, and one of the first ones I've found seems to have some sort of Confederate flag on his face. Yeah, it does align with that in my head quite a lot, to be fair. I went to something akin to that in uh, when I was in Tennessee. 
Right. Which was, I don't know if it was called a rodeo. It was a Dolly Parton thing. <gasps> Dixie Stampede? Yes, Stampede. I've been to Dixie Stampede. Dolly Parton Stampede. That was uh, they had piglet racing. Yes, tiny little pigs. That is what a piglet is, yeah, small pig. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing was. Thank you for frankly, explaining piglets to me. Frankly, very uncomfortable. I didn't. I really didn't enjoy a lot of it at all. I would like to make it clear that I went many, many years ago. I didn't. I went a couple of years ago, and, and I got You're free problematic. tickets. Well, um, I got free tickets, so I didn't feel like I contributed to it. In fact, I feel like I'm taking away financial gain from it. You know. But we met one of the riders in the bar the night before, and they gave us some free tickets. Right. And so we thought, oh, I don't really know about this. But, you know, it's a free meal. It's a free dinner, isn't it? I remember being served a beverage in a tankard. Yeah, a lot of that, isn't there? Uh, a lot of that. Like a glass, like jam jar with a handle. That's not a tankard, is it? Um, it's a jam jar with a handle. It's a jam jar with a handle, mate. Uh, yeah. Do you think you could outrun a piglet? Yes. Uh, I think so. Are they fast? Well, these ones were pretty nippy, if I remember correctly. How fast? I don't think you could outrun a piglet. I reckon a piglet could get away from you. 11 miles an hour? Shit, the bed. Um, That's quite fast, isn't it? Yeah. Fair Do you enough. know, this is, here's a curious fact, uh, um, that I believe is a fact, and I haven't checked, but I have every reason to believe it is a fact, uh, that the man who has the record for hiccuping the longest started getting hiccups while he was weighing a pig. I honestly don't know what you're talking about here. <laughs> like, I don't know where this has come from on any level. I know you've, the pig thing is the link, but... So the man a man who... I mean, I was just about to repeat exactly what I just said. Yeah, 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 I feel yeah, like no, I've no, been very clear. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, the words all make sense, you know? Right. But what? So what's your beef or your pork? What my pork? <laughs> what, what's your pork? Why is it significant that the man? Because I, I just I learned that I learned that fact the other day, so I thought I'd share it with you. And how long did he hiccup for? Oh, like decades. And did the pig have anything to direct influence on the hiccuping, or was it just coincidence? Couldn't tell you. Many things to find out, but in the meantime, should we talk about friends? Uh yeah, all right. Start with piano bar or eyebrows. Uh, eyebrows. Eyebrows. I mean, this whole plot line is very unrelatable in 2023, isn't it? Because it's it's just a whole story about uh, the outrage of a man going to a beauty parlour, basically. Yeah, as someone who's um, who, who overdid their eyebrows for for many years, um, I would like to point out that Joey, the, the, the professional. Yeah. Does not do a good job. Terrible. The one eyebrow. It does. It doesn't look good. No, it's awful eyebrow, isn't it? Which I appreciate could be because he was sort of pulling away all the time. But I would suggest that the professional has gone too far. Like it's so, they're so thin, right? Overplucked. Overplucked. She could have yeah. stopped much earlier. Yeah, it is possible to do your eyebrows in a way that makes them look pretty natural but tidier. Yeah, which is something I didn't learn until about <laughs> not that long ago. Really? Yeah, I didn't line my eyebrows. That's all I've ever done. What? Like the sort of rough... T- I like Sometimes I would think they don't go far enough with my eyebrows. I think they're still a bit too natural. Why, do you like, go oh. professional, then? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, that's why this plot line's completely unrelatable to me. This oh. is a regular thing. That I did mine myself. When I get my hair cut, I get... Well, it comes with the beard trim for me. Oh, uh, okay. It's all bundled in with a sort of facial hair tidy, you know? Yeah, okay. 
God, you must feel a million dollars when you get eyebrows, done. nose, nose wax. That's the good bit. Yeah, shove it right up there and get a bit of wax there. And an ear flame. Have you had an ear flame? I haven't. I don't think I've ever had one, but I'm aware of their oh, work. They're great. They are real. They are real good people. Uh, so yeah, um, ter- I, I was. That's my entire um, analysis of Joey's eyebrows. How bad she was at doing it. And Chandler, in fairness, was just trying to copy her. But as Rachel points out at the end, his eyebrows look weird, don't they? They do. But but Chandler does a great job of um, oh matching them. Yeah, of matching them. For I sure. actually, when I first did my eyebrows, I thought I'd done a really good job on them. And then I saw my sister for the first time in ages, and she basically did what Rachel did. And she's like, your right. eyebrows look weird. I was yeah. like, fucking brilliant. Did you ever crank them? Yeah. Yeah, I ever cranked them. Yeah, yeah that'll happen, um, Quite a lot of sort of transphobic-y jokes in, in this bit as well, aren't there? Yeah, Phoebe makes a weird comment about sex change, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah, I feel like it's just, this is 2003. This is the 21st century, Pete. Yeah. And the whole thing is basically Joey going, is it all right for a girl? Also, he's an actor, right? This man has spent 10 years of his life putting makeup on every time he works. It shouldn't be weird that, um, uh, you know, even if socially everyone's not as progressive as they were, it shouldn't be weird that a male actor might engage in what they deem to be slightly feminine traits in terms of an appearance, you know? The other strange bit is when Joey says, oh, do you get many guys come here? And the first thing... She says, "Is yeah, you looking to meet somebody? Like, yeah. why would that have been why Joey was asking? Um, why would that have worked? Like, he'd been, yeah, set me up with your random other client who also well, gets yeah, their exactly. eyebrows done. Yes, and again, the implication that, yes, we do get men in here, but they're all gay. Yeah. Is like, you know, that's that's what she's basically saying, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, true. So, yeah. Anyway, he goes there. He can't deal with the pain, can he? He pulls away. There's a lot, I do like the slapstick of Joey putting his hand in the hot wax. Yeah. Um, that is that's one of those sensations where just watching someone do it makes me feel like I've done it. Does that make sense? Although, can I like, make a point at the yeah. start? He says he's going to go get his eyebrows waxed. Yeah. Then what happens? Plucked. They don't wax them. Don't wax them, do they? Well, she said we'll get to the waxing in a minute, but first let's pluck some. Yeah, but like, is that a thing? Do you do, do, you do both? Well, she sort of said let's pluck the strays, didn't she? Right. But yeah, it does feel like you could just get around all of that with with some wax. I don't know. Hey, do you know what, Pete? What we're learning here is we're not eyebrow professionals. No, the two of us. Leave it to Yet, the pros. Probably give myself a decent whack at doing a better job than she did. Yeah, fair. Um. So anyway, Chandler then has to admit that he used to do his dad's eyebrows for his allowance. He saves the day. Um, and then we get this like classic friends bit where at the end, you know, Joey's like, "Curl my eyelashes." It's like they're both clearly really interested and excited to do all this beauty stuff, but they don't feel like they can admit it to each other, even though it's just them two, you know, and they're both, they're both clearly into it. There's just this, this really strange masculine energy around it, isn't there? And yet equally they're up for trying it once they think they've right. done some sort of masculine posturing. Exactly. Exactly. Load of bollocks, bloody men. Enjoy it, lads, eh? Enjoy it. Yes. Um, I also, I would, you know, Monica at the start is like reluctant and nervous. Uh, yes. I would be like that. Like, this is my way of telling you, Dave, that um, 
if in the near future I visit the piano bar that you work in, yeah. I would not wish to sing. No, well, don't worry. So what I would say about this piano bar is very different to my piano bar. Uh, and I have <laughs> a disproportionate now amount of thoughts on the piano bar from a purely sort of. Oh no, opera- this is this is your area. I, I, uh, yeah. I'd expect thoughts on context if you didn't know weren't aware. Yeah. Dave Cohen's a piano bar. My thoughts are all just like operational and logistics. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, that's not what. That first thing, what I can tell you is there ain't fucking anywhere near enough people in that piano bar for that business to function. Yeah, it's pretty bad vibes, isn't it? It's, uh, it's bad vibes and it's sparse. And there's about, what, 15 people? He's drinking a cocktail. Like those 15 people, I shit you not, Pete, are going to have to spend about $500, $600 each mm. if they're going to even break even that night. And that ain't going to happen. That's what I'd say, number one. Two, some of those people are Mike's friends. Presumably, they're drinking for free or discounted, you know? Yeah. So the economics just don't work. And overall, Pete, you won't have to suffer that indignity because what that piano bar has is no good vibes at all. Mm -hmm. Imagine just it's so, like, sterile to be, like, stand up on a stage with no atmosphere and watch while people judge you silently. The oh, only and time touch the audience... themselves, apparently. Well, exactly. I mean, that's a whole other security issue, isn't it? But the only time that crowd gets vaguely animated is when they can see nipples. Yeah, yeah. A- apart from that, they're just sitting... I, d- I just don't understand how anyone there is having fun. And when you say vaguely animated by seeing the nipples, there are those guys in that bar, it's like they've never seen a nipple. They are no, well, exactly. absolutely loving it. They are punching the air. They yeah. are... Whooping and a hollering. They yeah. are two words I've never said. Uh, they are going for it. And the guy that's touching himself has seemingly not had enough opportunities to look at breasts in his life that he feels the need to immediately masturbate. And also do so when Chandler's singing about a frog. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's at least two characters in this episode that I think have quite severe. Uh, mental problems Mm. and this is one of them you know I do like that when Monica realises that her visible nipples are why the crowd is loving her so much I do like the kind of free the nipple vibes that happen afterwards she's like I don't care I'm going to sing anyway yeah it's incredibly progressive in a lot of ways actually isn't it she's just like yeah it doesn't matter they're only nipples aren't they like you've all got nipples nipples. if a man got his shirt off right now what would be the issue you know yeah quite so my nipples are out I'm going to go for it. Do you expose um, your nipples when you perform? Do you know what, Pete? Not deliberately, but I have on occasion accidentally had a nip slip whilst playing the piano. Have you? Why? What were you yeah. wearing? Sort of like um, occasionally I'll have like a sort of vest under an uh, open shirt. Right. Got it. And if the gesturing or man- Shirt a bit too open. Exactly. Yeah. Fine. Vest a bit too left or right. Yeah. Uh, there's been, I've noticed a couple of uh, pictures at this point where I've been like, well, that is a full nipple out, isn't it? Right. Um, Do and people you know holler when they see your Yeah, nipples? I was going to say, may, uh, maybe I haven't thought back, but maybe those are the nights where the crowd goes the wildest. Yeah. So maybe I'll have to instigate some sort of deliberate nipple slip soon. Nipple yeah. slip. I don't think everyone's ever said that, have they? Like the phrase is so clearly nip slip. Nip slip, yeah. <laughs> You've formalised it. Nipple slipple. I'll have to do a nipple slipple soon to see, to monitor the, and I'll set up a decibel-ometer and monitor how much louder the crowd is when a nipple is visible. Well, be sure to report back. I shall. But anyway, to sum up, if you come to my piano bar, you don't have to get up and sing. The whole point of ours is you gather on the piano and everyone sings along. And that is more fun 
than just watching people that are, let's face it, okay at singing, sing songs in a sort of average manner for an entire evening. That doesn't sound like a fun night to me. No, I agree. Um. Anyway, Monica gets up and sings. Yes, we we get all the whole nipple slipples, and then um, and then she just embraces it like Pete says, and and that's kind of the end of that. Chandler eventually gets up and does his own mediocre version of a song, um, and again suffers the dignity of of Kenneth. I presume it's Kenneth who sang "I Touched Myself." And then um, the only other point to make is the exterior shot of Mike's piano bar is of a very cool spot in New York called Don't Tell Mama, which um, if you're ever in New York do pay them a visit because it's a real piano bar and it's uh, good vibes. Right. Unlike this one. Your one? No, unlike the one depicted oh. in the television series Friends. Fine. Mike's Piano Bar. Big thumbs down from me. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plushcare plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wagovi and zep pound for those who qualify plus they accept most insurance plans to get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. So, Peter, we finally got to it. Uh, Our hero. The man we've been waiting to talk about all these weeks and months. Yeah. He returns for his final guy. appearance. Is it? Oh, yeah, I suppose he kind of gets knocked on the head here, doesn't he? I think he's a three-episode arc, Max, is our, is our Gav. Last appearance of Gavin and Molly, who has a sort of unceremonious ending. I did wonder really... who the hell Molly was when she appeared, and then she was like, oh, nanny. Especially yeah. as she let herself in the flat. I was like, who the hell? Is... Oh. It's almost like Rachel has forgotten who she is as well, you know? Yeah. But yeah, last appearance of Gavin. Um, and look, Gavin, let's face it, we do joke about him being the greatest character in all of Friends. It's mainly because he has a zero personality. Not, yeah, he's he's not good. He is not charismatic at all. And Peter, that is nothing to do with the fact that the actor that played Gavin refused to come on our podcast once. Oh, yes, he did, didn't he? Do you remember that? I forgot about that. Yes, our very good friend Lizzie, friend of the podcast. Uh, approached him, unbeknownst to us, frankly, and tried to persuade him to come on. Uh, he said, thanks, but no thanks. To be fair, if I was invited on a podcast by someone who wasn't even the people who do the podcast, I'd be like, well, no. Yeah, and, yeah, that's I yeah, appreciate but- Lizzie acting on our behalf, but 
I feel like that invite had to come from us. No, but the, but Lizzie works for the company that hosts our podcast. She's much more impressive and senior than us, you know? True. Yeah, true. So she is like a global figure in that company. So I she's think... She's big in podcasts. She's big in podcasts, mate, yeah. Um, but I would say the reason I found it surprising was because I just thought Dermot Mulroney, frankly, would have leapt at the chance to relive some sort of career glory. Mm, apparently not. But now... Fuck he's him. back in the spotlight, isn't he? Oh yeah, we'll see him now. He's in that new Scream film with Monica. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's back on. He's just back on. He's suddenly back in our lives, old Gavin. Um, but he's here. He is causing havoc amongst uh, the friends with Ross and Rachel. So this is the second week in a row now, Pete, where I have to take real issue with the what's the word? The speed. And the acceleration of any vaguely romantic situation in Friends. So we were talking about it last week with Chandler and Kathy. You know, we were like, two weeks, fuck me, chill the fuck out, Chandler, you know? Yeah. And this week, we're now talking about a man that Rachel has met four days ago and kissed once. And we have this entire drama that ends up with Rachel moving out of Ross's apartment. Yeah, he also comes over and brings a soup when he learns that she's having a sick day. Yes. Like, that's too much. And then they sit down on the sofa and have this sort of conversation, which is akin to, basically, we absolutely would immediately be in a relationship if it wasn't for this complicated situation. Like, yeah. he says, it's oh, it's just bad timing or something. As if they've both agreed, well, the chemistry here is so immediately quick that we might as well settle down together if it weren't for this awkward scenario. It feels a and- bit like Rachel has two breakups in this episode because she ends things with Gavin and then yeah. the sort of Ross and the moving out of Ross is, is like a breakup in itself. Of, of 100%. But the first breakup, like I say, is a, she, she didn't even like the guy until last night, right? So in her timeline, a guy she met four days ago and hated at the office has then got to the point of thinking actually he's all right and giving him a little, let's call it a little peck, you know, 12 yeah. hours earlier. And now suddenly she's having a full breakup with him. I really don't like this kind of uh, Rachel and Ross era because it's just unpleasant but also the whole kind of issue that ross has with the situation is quite kind of it it, it's very complex and not very easy to drop into an episode of a sitcom like it's all i don't know it all feels really messy yeah it's and it is this is this is not good ross behavior you know ultimately what we discover when he sort of sums it up is that she has kissed one man and given another man her number, that's yeah. it, in a, in the space of a month. And let's not forget, she is single, technically. They're not yeah. together. Like, they have this slightly complicated situation, but it's not like she's, like, bringing guys around to the apartment and shagging him every night so he can hear. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're talking a, a single peck that he inadvertently saw and she didn't mean him to, and a number exchange. Yeah, which which does happen. We see that, right? Like, that happens at the end of yeah, the episode, doesn't still it? Yeah, from the bar, yeah. So even that callback is something that, I don't know, because I've not instantly just watched that the episode where that happens... Oh, it's so insignificant. It's so insignificant. I mean, like, frankly, how many times have you given someone your number on a night out and, like, at most you exchange about three messages and then nothing ever happens and often nothing even ever happens at all? You know, like, giving someone a number is such a 
It's not. It's barely even a move anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, a little gesture. It just doesn't feel like a thing. It's just like how do we stay in touch? Or you know, these days getting someone's like Instagram or something is like that's the equivalent of exchanging numbers back in the day. I know it's very easy for us to be dismissive of uh, latter Friends episodes and the suggestion yeah. that they've sort of declined in quality, but there's a couple of moments in this one where I think a few things don't quite land. Like there's that scene where. Uh, Chandler and Ross are sat in Central Perk and Ross makes a joke about like oh shouldn't you be at work to Chandler because yes. he doesn't have a job and then that conversation ends with him literally being like shouldn't you be at work again and I yeah. appreciate that he's trying to like double down on the highlighting that Chandler hasn't got much to do but yeah. it's literally the same joke yes no I know there's a couple of lines so in the very first scene as well when Ch- when Ross comes over and Chandler's in the apartment there's like that line about, I, I really actually enjoyed Chandler's little mumbly story about putting Maybe lights out put on the balcony. Yeah. That, yeah, I thought that was really, really funny good. and sort of throwaway. But then Ross's comeback to that is honestly one of the worst lines in All of Friends for my money, where he just goes, yeah, that's what I came over to talk to you about. Rachel was kissing Gavin on the balcony, even though there were no lights. Like, there's so many jokes he could have made there. And even though there were no lights, yeah. that's, that's barely even a sentence, never even a, never mind a joke. Yeah, it's weird. There's just like, and I think I, perhaps I noticed it more because this episode is a touch longer. Um, there, it, it like friends at its peak. Like at, at the very least, every other line is a is a is it's a, like laugh a great out loud. joke, yeah, right? Yeah, and that is so watered down, particularly in this episode. Perhaps because they've had to stretch the scenes out to make it longer. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, I still think the budget that they have and the amount of writers they have, they. That's not oh, yeah, that totally. much of an excuse. <laughs> and there's another line when Rachel and Ross are having their argument where Ross says, oh, that's a shame. I was hoping we could come of, come to one of your kissing parties on the balcony. Yeah. Boo. Boo. Shit line. Yeah. Absolutely shit. Don't like that at all. And before any of you get in contact and say, stop getting all negative about friends. We like friends. We love, we love friends. We agree, you know. We occasionally get people saying that, don't we? Uh, but yeah, but I, if you I, if you uh, like, I without getting too deep, mm, and I think I've made this point before. Get deep, like right. Um, I think if you like love something, mm. like we all enjoy Friends, yeah. or like a singer or a TV series, you are able to identify when that thing that you love is not at its best. Of course. And compare it to the greatest hits, if you like. Yes, yes, yes. I think that's what we're saying, aren't we? We're saying it's uh, that parental thing of, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. Yeah. It would be disingenuous if we were to say that everything Friends did was fucking brilliant, because it's no. not. A lot it's, of it is. A lot of it's excellent. Some of it is not. Yeah. No, there, there, there were just like, in this sort of, ep- sort of episode, more than many... There's like two or three moments where I was like, ooh, yeah. that wasn't a good line. And do you know what? The kissing party on the balcony, do you know what's indicative of how bad a line that is? The audience doesn't even laugh. <laughs> they don't. There's and no, those there's guys nothing. laugh at everything. <laughs> those guys are literally primed to laugh at any single thing. Um, yeah, and they don't laugh. And it's edited just so the next line comes in straight away. It's really noticeable. Uh, anyway. Why to go over what we've just been saying, let's highlight some of our favourite things about this plot line. I really enjoy Ross and Chandler trying to chat up those two women. And yeah. what I would say is those two women can go and fuck themselves because they yeah. are not fun. <laughs> Chandler's opening line about the human pyramid is brilliant. Like yeah. 
and if anyone approached me in a bar with that, I would be thrilled to engage in conversation with them, I think. Yeah. I know they're supposed to be painting him as like a dorky icebreaker, but it's funny. Yeah, and it's a, it's, it's good. a good opening line. It's good. And then even Ross's like even Ross's terrible, terrible chat up lines, which are Would you rather be drowned or burned alive? Yeah, but still, if somebody said that and they were clearly a bit awkward and shit at this, uh, you try can, and answer the question. You can engage in conversation and have a lot of fun with that, can't you? Yeah. I don't think the way they look at them with disdain and then just go, Oh, we're just leaving. It's like you do not want to date those women. They yeah, are boring. dull as fuck. Um, but then I would say on the flip side, Ross is deranged in this episode. He's literally... Oh, he's wand- just bouncing between tables. But for like hours, seemingly. Yeah. Like just hours going up to any woman in that coffee shop, in a small, small room that is that coffee shop, and just approaching anyone to the point where he even he's forgotten who he's chatted up. Like, yeah. oh, this is um, this is creepy creeperson, isn't it? I do think that it, it kind of highlights how dreadful dating must be before smartphones because right. uh, having to like physically find a date like in person the idea of that mortifies me does it really yeah god see yeah. i don't i don't use dating apps at all really Do you know and what? i still meet anyone i meet out basically and right. i much prefer that because i think you get a vibe within like three minutes you know oh yeah okay like that would you rather be drowned or burned alive thing right you could have you could have awkward small talk on a dating app around that conversation for a while without really getting how much someone's actually engaging with it. Do you know what I mean? What's your What's your response to that question? Oh, it's a, it's a tricky one. I believe drowning is supposed to be more painless. Yeah. I think there's a point quite early on in the drowning process, and don't quote me on this, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I've read that. How would anyone be able to correct you if you're wrong? Well, I think there are sort of so, some scientific in... Uh, uh, data about I don't know, mate. Yeah, I don't know if you're quite right. Scientific data crash. about people's experiences of drowning to death, or maybe hypotheses. I right, don't okay. know, Pete. But I think the theory is supposed to be that quite early in that drowning process, your body goes into such shock that it sort of shuts down before. Do you know what I mean before okay, it gets fair. horribly painful? I don't know if the same as being burnt alive. That sounds horrendous, doesn't it? I'm starting to detect why the conversation might not be particularly particularly sexy with a date. Oh, Pete, I'm not saying it was sexy. I'm just saying could have at least engaged a bit. And I'm then not saying it it's sexy. I'm just saying probably drowning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fine. Right. And do you know what? Another flood in Europe, huh? Yeah. Classic Europe, that, isn't it? Yeah. Known for our floods. Yeah. Can't go anywhere without a fucking flood these days. Um, yeah, that's true, actually. There you go. There's another Bleak flood global warming. this week. Um, ahead of its time, that joke. Ahead of its time. Um, and then obviously we get to the troubling bit where after wandering around the coffee house for hours, Ross deliberately targets a woman who is, you know, at best emotionally vulnerable, at worst deeply psychologically troubled. Yeah. And d- deliberately targets her and sort of takes her home. And then even he seems to look a bit exasperated by her behaviour, despite how he's decided to approach her knowing what she's like, you know? Yeah, and, and instantly gone along with her ending up in his apartment. Yeah, and he, like, is rolling his eyes in the apartment as if to be like, oh, you're such a weirdo. It's like, you saw her come in, you heard what she said, and you tried to bang her. Yeah. Like, this is all on you. He saw it as an opportunity. 
Yeah, and then he goes even one step further and pretends to Rachel that it's like a real... La- oh, he's so desperate to make her jealous that he pretends it's an ongoing thing. Yeah, cringe. Oh, the whole thing. I don't like it, Pete. I don't like it. Um, And then the, what I would say, did you notice this? And please go back and look if you did. During Ross and Rachel's argument, is Rachel wearing her top inside out? Oh, I didn't notice that. It's either very stylistically designed to seem like an inside out shirt or it's just inside out like all the you know all like the seams and all the things are, are showing jennifer aniston as rachel could make uh an inside out shirt look like a cool 100 percent, 100 percent. it doesn't look it doesn't necessarily look bad it just looks inside out maybe it's a deliberate style choice you know um so there you go and then my favourite line of the whole episode, I think, is probably because we're nine and a half seasons in before Chandler finally admits, what are you doing? You know I can only dish it out. Yeah, that is uh, good. Which is a single sentence that sums up Chandler's entire personality. Yeah, a bit of self-awareness. A bit of self-awareness, and I'm glad he finally gets there. Uh, Shall we play a fun game of Quiz Jeopardy? Yes. Uh, yes, let's do that. Play a little sting. Yeah, there's a quiz. Oh, um, very good, was it? Not that on the Je- head. Kerry, the requester, Jeopardy. has provided a quiz. Kerry, you are a mensch, an uber mensch. Are you ready? Yes. Question one. What yes. song does Phoebe sing at Mike's Piano Bar? We Are the Champions. Is correct. Question two. Why can't Michelle use public bathrooms? It's to do, like, something to do with parasites. Judy Parasites, I think it was. I don't like that expression. No. Uh, correct. Uh, question three. We we know this. What job did Gavin previously have? Oh, Rodeo Clown. Correct. What is Chandler's secret to pain-free eyebrow plucking? Ice. Is it, it chamomile lotion or something? Uh, aloe vera. Aloe vera. Ice and his gentle self-loathing touch. <laughs> Um, question five what would Monica have been doing at the end of the party and so missed Gavin and Rachel kissing ironing wrapping uh, paper ironing wrapping paper yes yeah. funny joke I enjoyed that uh, thank you Kerry Kerry also adds yes uh, thanks for all the lols on the podcast oh, and then says I hope the piano bar opening has been amazing Dave oh that's very kind thank you so that's much nice, yes it, it went very well thank you very much um, and thanks to everyone that has been in touch this week to say similar things it's been very sweet uh, please do come and visit us we're on Greek Street in Soho called Overtures and it's uh, upstairs in uh, a place called Lush 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 L-O-U-C-H-E Lush alright um, do you want to know next week's episode now that you've finished plugging your fucking bar yeah uh- <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Pete. I'm plug joking. Your, plug your own bar if you want. I don't have a bar. Exactly. Pipe it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week's episode is season seven, episode nine, the one with all the candy. One with all the candy. That's a coincidence, Pete, because I'm starting a candy store next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's upstairs above Loosh. <laughs> uh, goodbye. See you then. All the best. Fare thee well. Crib out. Crib out. Me too.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.